Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortwan, uh, joined by Sasha. Welcome back from your two-week break. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be back. How's it going? Well, uh, I'm excited for the D&D stuff, but, but, you know, child support stuff like we talked about isn't so great, but, you know, not something I want to talk about on a public podcast. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Morg, welcome back. How you doing? I am doing excellent. Oh my god, I have been so busy this last week. There's been a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, finally got my GDL. First try. Woo! Okay. Class yes. 5 is now mine. That and I got further a Monster Hunter. So yeah, we can talk about that later if we want. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have some serious progress made on the crown hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and welcome back, Ace. How do you do? Doing good. Painted my uh, nails. Just okay. for no particular <laughs> reason. Just felt like it. Cool beans. Um, took, it's a nice sheet of blue. Just took some of the uh, the missus's paint, uh, nail paint and just like I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I mean, like uh, on that episode that I keep hounding you to watch of uh, the Grumps, where they make uh, legendary cookies with Matt Mercer and his mm-hmm. giant, like eight inch thick steel D twenty. Um, he's got like he's got his nails painted. So I guess that sort of yeah. inspired me. And then sure. Andrea was like, I'm fucking jealous of you right now. Because <laughs> mine turned out de- pretty decently. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm an amateur. <laughs> my my fiance is jealous. <laughs> yeah, I have never in my life painted my nails. I was, I, I, I was, I did it all the same color, but originally I was thinking of just, uh, Making all the ones except for my middle finger black and then having the oh. middle finger be like purple. Gotcha. Just just so people know which one they're seeing. It's called an accent what? finger. Right. It's accent. Accent finger? Yeah. Okay. That... I don't know anything. You could be saying that I, I don't know if this is a joke or not. <clears throat> what? No idea. <laughs> Accent fingers as a real thing or not? It, no clue. It is. Yes, it's just it also is. funny because okay. his would be on his middle finger. Right. Yeah. I mean, I especially I after the work weekend that I've had so far, and I'm not done because I picked up a shift for tomorrow morning. So. Mm. Yeah, we had a we had a, a, a decent work week. We were back. I don't know if you remember Ace, but back when I was at the face mask factory for like a whole couple months, mm-hmm. uh, helping them out, we went back there this week and they're like, Hey, this thing's broken. We don't know why. And so like, we've been there a lot again. Mm-hmm. It's like, what did you guys do? How did you guys screw this up so bad? Like, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh man. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, uh, my family has a history of, like, having, like, really hard nails, so our nails get long. Like, I, it's hard to see, I guess, but Chance has to use, like, f- like industrial-grade clippers on his nails, because he will break a normal pair of nail clippers. They will break. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah. So our, our, our nails are particularly tough. I was going to say, you got you to gotta bust out the... Uh... You gotta get 
you gotta have your uh, fingers in the channel locks, and then uh, you gotta have like either your brother or one of your parents get like the the hand grinder and just. Yeah, mine are not not as bad as is his. Uh, he has like a really extra big one. I just use like a big toenail clipper one for my fingers. Mm-hmm. Just Which use an angle grinder, you know. They're going... curved the wrong way because you're because you're they're going like. They bump up, which I don't. I don't understand that. You're. It's like, it's a curve against a curve with your finger, so it's like I have to cut it like four or five times to, to get like an even cut. Oh it's, dear. It's so uh, so tonight, uh, I was really excited. We talked a little bit about it last week. Um, I'm just really excited for this D and D movie, uh, mm-hmm. with Chris Pine and some other people. I don't remember her name, but she's like in all the action movies. She's in the Furious movies that that's playing like the fighter chick. Um, I don't remember her name at all, but she's in a lot of of movies where she plays a very tough girl a lot of the time, um, reprising her role as a tough girl uh, as the fighter. And of course, we have um, the Bridgerton guy. Yes, see a paladin. He's in some other stuff too. I think he's a paladin. He could. Uh, you're talking about the one. They're like, oh, we're glad he's on our <laughs> yeah. side. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I didn't recognize that guy. That's I was the talking Brid- about the that's other the guy. That's the Bridgerton guy. He's from season okay. one. Okay, I've never watched Bridgerton, so I'm not sure it'd be for you, but it is really good. Probably not. Oh, although in talking about Primal, where I was so excited about it. Season two came out and I didn't notice. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, you were talking about? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I I also spammed that out to you. I was like, hey, hey, this thing is up. Two episodes are out, and now uh, the third episode is yeah. out. So I'll probably watch that after this. Yeah, I, I will eventually out. watch it. And Sasha, I have a book recommendation for you. I've been waiting to okay. tell you about. Okay. So, after Hard Luck Hank, because it's in the same sort of style, is and it's on theme tonight with our Dungeons & Dragons movie talk, Dungeon Crawler Carl. Mm. He is, he's this guy who lives in Seattle, and he ha- he's in a relationship with this girl who, I don't know what she does for a living, but she's on a vacation, and... Um, like in the Bahamas with a bunch of her friends. And then he sees on Instagram also her ex-boyfriend. And like he sees she's sitting on his lap and he's like, he, his narration is very interesting, I would say. He sounds very, he's just like, kind of like a weird action movie star kind of talk. Like this, he, he does, he sounds dumber than he is. You know what I mean? Like, like that kind of thing. He's like, I don't like drama. So I called her up. I said we were through. And I was going to take care of the cat until she got home. And the cat is like one of those smush-faced, like, white cats. Like the the super poofy cats that have, like, no face. Like the Um, villain from uh, Cats and Dogs. I remember him, Mr. Tinkles. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This one is called Grand Champion... Princess Donut is, I think, her full name, because she is a all-around pet show grand champion 
across the world. That is like what she does is <laughs> goes and shows this cat around and he was taking care of the cat. And so it's him and the cat in his room. And I'm just saying, basically saying the beginning of the story to sort of talk about it. Um, he's in his room and he's, he smokes but he, he knows the cat doesn't like it when he smokes. So he roll he like has his window down and it's like January 3rd or something. So it's, it's like a super cold day. It's like below freezing for some reason in Seattle, which is usually very mild because it's close to the ocean. And, um, he, uh, he, the cat for some reason gets spooked and jumps out the window into the tree. And he's like, oh, geez. and he's like, and his, he does his uh, favorite line, his, his pseudo catchphrase. He's like, God damn it, Donut, get back here. And he's like, and he, so he goes, runs outside, but he's in his boxers. So he's like, oh, I'm going to throw a leather jacket on real quick. And he throws on some pink Crocs that are um, like uh, his ex-girlfriend's old Crocs, but he couldn't find his shoes real quick. So mm-hmm. he runs outside. He's trying to get the cat and suddenly every building in the world flattens like a, like a pop can every building. And this automated voice comes up and says, dude, it's like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. Essentially like your planet has been taken over all remaining survivors. Uh, if you wish to win your planet back, may enter the dungeon. It is 18 floors and da, 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 da. So basically he's sort of like forced into like being like a video game character and a dungeon crawler. And mm-hmm. he goes in and all of his loot and stuff comes from like loot boxes and, and that kind of thing and monster drops. And his party is literally him and princess donut because no one else entered in Seattle around Seattle because they all <laughs> died because they were in buildings. And cause basically essentially everyone who was in a building died and all the material that was shoved underground became the dungeon. So they just like pseudo built this dungeon out of nowhere with this like crazy technology. And, um, yeah, it's, it's about his adventures trying to live through a real life video game RPG. And he gets like stats and stuff through his loot boxes and he gets achievements like he has an achievement because he's walking into the dungeon with no pants. So he gets an achievement for going into the dungeon pantsless and no weapon. And he got an achievement crazy <laughs> cat lady because he was the first person in the world to enter the dungeon with a cat as his party member. <laughs> and like one of the other things is the cat becomes sentient at one point because he feeds it this special biscuit that he got in a loot box. <clears throat> and then it becomes sentient and it, she sounds like a princess, like a real, and she thinks she's a real princess too. And it's just hilarious. But here's the thing, because the biscuit was so epic and legendary or whatever, all of her stats are way higher than his. So because her, because the party default, the party leader by default is the most accumulated stats. It's the cat. So she changed the party name to the court of princess donut. Uh, of, of, of like her full title, like grand champion, something, 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 princess donut. And he is, uh, the protector of princess donut is his name or princess donuts guardian or something like that. Oh my God. Uh, it's just, it's so funny. I, apparently he's whoever wrote this, right. Published and put it out in 2021. Right. We're now in how far we're, we're almost in August of 2022. There are five books out. 
of this series. Wow. Like, this guy was cranking out these books, apparently. But I've almost finished. I'm like an hour left on book one, and I am loving it. It is hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it brings up all sorts of like funny video game stuff and references and that kind of stuff. And it's kind of also like um what do you call it? Um Oh, what's that movie that was terrible? Hunger Games. Oh, for a minute I thought you were going to say the first Dungeons & Dragons movie. No, (laughs) I am here for the first Dungeons & Dragons movie. What what is the race of that, like, that guy with, like, the three eyes and he's got the blue skin? Like, what race is that and why is it not playable in, like, 5e right now? I think they just came up with fantasy things. I do not recognize anything of what that... You're talking about the merchant guy? I yeah, think so, I yeah. No idea. Yeah, they need to um, make that a playable race. Whatever it is. So, so this... Like, and anyone listening, it's Dungeon Crawler Carl's the name of the series. And I think it's also the name of the first book. And they're on Audible. That's how I was listening to them. But I'm, I'm sure you can find them in... Uh, on um, Amazon is a digital book at least I'm sure because most anything on Audible I think is also available on Amazon because they are owned by Amazon yeah I believe. yeah it should be that yeah so Dungeon Crawler Carl and of course like I've said Hard Luck Hank as well I did listen to another whole book of Hard Luck Hank that one was interesting the plot, so they... the plot continues to go crazy so one. if they made a movie out of uh, Dungeon Craw- Crawler Carl, who would you see as uh, Carl and then uh, Princess Donut? Because I could see it potentially being like Paul Rudd and maybe uh, ScarJo Paul... or potentially uh, Florence Pugh. Paul Rudd would have to make himself more serious than he is in his movies. Oh, yeah. To, to fit this guy's personality. Mm. The cover um, the cover makes him look like Doom Guy. Or almost. not Doom Guy, oh, okay. Wolfenstein Guy. <laughs> he's like, he's... BJ Blazkowicz. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he's... Gosh, personality-wise, what... I almost want to say like an, like a very young Clint Eastwood is more of like his candor. He's very we he's very weird. He's very militaristic, he's very practical. He's not super smart, but he's so maybe he's like very a, practical. Maybe like a Hugh Jackman performance. Ooh, I that'd could be see Hugh great. Jackman. Oh, or or Carl Urban. One of those yes, yes. Carl That's Urban yeah. in a leather jacket, in his boxers, and pink Crocs. Yes. yes. Make okay, it happen, I'm please. I mean, yeah. I don't even yeah, need well, to see the movie. Just screen grab that for me. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, Carl Urban was the protagonist in the terrible Doom movie as well. But He was pretty good in that movie. I mean, like... Yeah, he, he was. Uh, I would say his... his the way he acted in the Doom movie is kind of the way I would want to see Dungeon Crawler Carl. Now, Princess Donut, I, uh, I, you're kind of thinking like you're trying to think of like almost like a prima donna character, right? Like like someone who can do that really well. 
So <gasps> I could see Tom Selleck. I could see Aunt- Tom Selleck. Yes. No, it's a very female voice. <clears throat> there's actually different. This is one of the few audiobooks I've listened to where there's different voices for different characters. So, like, they actually have different voice actors. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's read by the same person and voiced by the same person doing different voices because that's what Hard Luck Hank does. But mm-hmm. this actually has different voice actors. I could see. I could see someone like. Oh, crap. What's her name? Oh, Reese Witherspoon. The... Maybe. Yeah, I could see Reese Witherspoon. Someone who's, who, who... Anna Kendrick is who I was trying to think of. Mm. Someone who can sound super girly uh, and sarcastic at the same time. Kristen Bell. Um, Kristen Bell would work very well, yes. Um, yeah, something like that. I could see. Um, she might, even an older actress would work as well. Cause she's the cat that's older, not super old, but like experienced show cat mm-hmm. who, uh, who's very in love with the camera, like very much loves that this is a TV show. And... Dame Edna. Yeah, they could do that. <laughs> Have an Australian yeah. drag so... queen do it. Okay. I mean, as long as they can do the voice, right, it'd be just fine because they're just a cat they don't, it doesn't matter what they look like they're mm-hmm. just voicing a cat totally could do it 100 percent. but there's all sorts of cool things in this book just like ideas and stuff um but anyways yeah so so the D movie uh have you guys all seen the trailer i'm sure based on the talk i know sasha wasn't here so sasha you've seen it but i know you guys have seen it uh mm-hmm. ace and morg mm-hmm. so this doesn't come out till next year, but I, I'm super excited because as a big D&D fan, we've not got a lot of attention for D&D. The closest thing we got was the movie in the early 2000s uh, with one of the Waynes brothers. And this is the Ridley's thing I've ever seen and all of that. Now, how many of you guys have actually seen that old D&D movie? I have. I, have. I, I regret every second of it. Oh, boy. <clears throat> To me, it's amazing as like one of those so bad it's good movies, because I like I quote it all the time. Like the bad guy Damodar, every time I say damn it, I just go Damodar, because <laughs> <laughs> the way he says it himself. Oh my god! Like it's so. Oh man. But there were so like really cool throwbacks. Like I love Chicken Beard is what I call him. He's a dwarf that's so messy when he's eating. He's got like things of chicken stuck in his beard. Um, just he's uh, he's just I I love that they had such a mixed party. And this one they all look like humans aside from one elf though. I think it's three humans and an elf or two. Yeah. Might be two elves because we got a druid in this one in the trailer. I think I also saw a black dragon spitting acid or stuff like that in like the yes. early beginnings of that. So yeah, I'm glad that they keep true to was... like all like the chromatic dragons and their elemental typing. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was a really cool scene. You can see dwarves fighting in that scene. I I, I just want to see a dwarf in the main party. Mm-hmm. I, I love dwarves. I mean, you know, I've always said dwarves are my spirit animal. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um 
So I guess I'll let you guys talk a bit. I said, like, are we excited? What's? I I'm think it's going to be a very promising movie. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good movie. Uh, then again, by I'm standards of like what what, what I've seen it. of like uh, the first Dungeons and Dragons movie with the guy with the weird ear tentacle things coming out and saying that he's going to suck all the information out of people's brains and shit like that. Yeah, obviously it's going to be a ten That's out of ten Damodar. by comparison. Easily, oh my god, that movie is so weird. And why was he wearing lipstick too? Ugh. Oh, and if you hear any mm-hmm. rumbling around here, it's because I'm outdoors and there's going to be a thunderstorm coming in. So sorry about that in advance. Do you need to jump off early? <laughs> No, no, no. I I don't think a little bit of rain is going to hurt, but you know, we'll just go with it. You know, we'll just we'll just keep rolling with it. You know, if it starts raining, I, I mean, we'll pretend it never happened. Nah, don't worry. It's a MacBook. Uh, who cares? I'll just buy a new one. Anyways, yes. Continue. <laughs> I'm a little concerned about uh, about Morg right now. Just podcasting out in a thunderstorm. It's not the worst <laughs> thing I've done. I've done I mean, way that's worse. like. That's like a I mean, Midwest dropping, move dropping right there. a mattress on your setup was pretty close to the worst thing you've done. That was funny. Yeah, was yeah, there good. was that. Yeah, I which, thrive which, in uh, chaos. Sasha, you, you weren't part of the stream at that point, but like it happened on stream. He just accidentally knocked out a mattress, and you just see it on camera. Just arrow, boom. Well, <laughs> he, he like he like <laughs> left to go and get some food or something. Uh, so we were just sort of, I think we were like conversing to keep the conversation going and then you just see it slowly like (laughs) (laughs) i come in i'm like oh no my setup is ruined (laughs) oh fun times that was that was pretty funny um so i so sasha you you haven't seen the first one you're a little light on the dnd stuff so like what what about this trailer stood out to you i mean i like nerdy stuff like this all the time and it it really doesn't even have to be all that great for me to like it. It's like I liked the Warcraft movie, even though it really I mean, wasn't all that well received. Um, I loved it. I loved that movie. I really I, enjoyed I, it. I can tell you, I can tell you the moment I fell in love with that movie. It's the it's it's where the orcs ambush the knights out in the forest, and there's this giant orc that, orc that has a hammer and crushes a knight, and it sounds like a pop can crushing. And I was like, the sound design in this movie is so good. <laughs> you know, I just, oh, I man. just, uh, I think this, the cast looks really great. Um, I, I love Chris Pine. I do like Michelle Rodriguez. Um, I did not know the name of the Bridgerton guy, Rene Jean Page. I don't know. I'm going to guess that it's French. It sounds pretty French. Um, Mm-hmm. I didn't notice Hugh Grant in the trailer. I was kind of just like dazzled by all the, um, all yeah, of the he's listed dragons. As the rogue. Yes, um, which is interesting to me. So, the rogue is. Are they redoing the the rogue maids? Because it looks like they are from the first D and D movie. So mm-hmm. there's this this uh, there's this section in the the first D and D movie where this rogue has like this gem or whatever MacGuffin that the party needs. And he has this maze and whoever beats the maze gets his prized possession. And it turns out he just built a guild around the maze because he couldn't get through it safely himself. 
and he just pretended like it was his. So whoever wins, he's just going to stick him up for the gem. They kind of showed a big maze in the trailer and someone standing over it. That could have been him. I wonder if Mm -hmm. he's the wrong person that they're referencing in the trailer where they said they stole something for the wrong person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I also don't Maybe. know what's up with like that weird cornucopia full of blood that's um, in, the, in the beginning of the movie. Who knows? Maybe that might be a, also another MacGuffin that we're looking forward to. Or or just a set piece. Like they open up a door and that's how it opens. It's just I has to fill the room with blood. And you're like, Ew. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Something maybe. really yeah. evil lives here. <laughs> I mean, they've got, a, they've got a mimic and seemingly a gelatinous cube. In Ooh, the, I do in like the gelatinous trailer, so, cubes. So... With my limited love, experience, it's already looking looking good for D and D movie. I love that the mimic licks the wall and just attaches to it like some sort of weird chameleon and flies to mm-hmm. it. Like I've never, like I would never have put that attribute on a mimic, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It made so much um, sense. The druid, the druid turning into an owl bear. I'm like, all right, I yeah, like that. I, I like Chris Pine's character where he's like. What do you call that? He's like an owl bear, like because he's like it's like an owl and it's a bear. We call it an owl bear. <laughs> um, you know, funny enough, I've never done an article on mimics. I did do an owl bear article though, um, for my D and D article stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the uh, the world that the dark elves live in? What is it called? The underdark or something like that. It- I feel like it yeah, should be. Yeah, underdark. I think we do also get to see a bit of that as well in this movie, so that's actually really cool. I don't think that we've ever actually seen that, that in a Dungeons and Dragons movie. No. Um, I think that they would probably try to avoid that because Dark Elves are very controversial for being evil because they're the Black Elves. Like, <laughs> it's a very con- yeah. controversial thing. Um, which... In, in my opinion, wasn't done as a as a racism thing in real world. It's just, I don't know. I, I, there's not much to defend it, honestly, but I, I've never seen it that way. But then again, I'm not dark-skinned, so I don't have much of a say on it. So Yeah, that would also be assuming that like a lot of people with that African descent would also have pointy ears, so I don't really think that they really have a leg to stand on. Uh... Yeah, we're getting to the territory which which Pan says I always bring up with 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 the orc article I did where I you know I had like black orcs that lived in caves and they were like that's racist. I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't think about race when I was thinking of a fantasy creature. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. I think they're just like, kind of grasping I, at straws for representation, and it's like, oh wait, these are the only black skinned people. They are our, our people. It's like. Are you really that shallow now, that that's say, that's the depth of like how far you're willing to reach for a certain race or characters that you're only going to look at their skin color? Like, come on. Like, are you not going to look at the cultural uh, background or anything like that? Like where they live or what they eat? Uh, like, mm, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of problems with I mean, D&D has, has across the board been going through a big. You know, we no longer call it race. We call it background or whatever. We call it uh, patronage. It's been a, a big upheaval in the D&D space right now as far as, like, race goes. The, the thing that I got, uh, the, 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 a lot of people were really on my case about when I wrote my Orc article was also, like, well, what about, you know, what if the uh, Orcs are, are not 
heterosexual? What if there's you know homosexual orcs? So they people were asking me about that, and I was like, I I, I didn't I didn't really think about that. I'm sorry. Like, what do you I, want me to say? I don't like, think that orcs are capable put, of abstract thinking that they're willing to question. I their want Blarg to end up with Skur. I so I I thought I was being clever when I wrote the article because you know you talk about like harems and they're normally a guy with a bunch of girls right and mm-hmm. that's the way orcs have always been depicted in in those kind of things of like one one orc with many orc wives and that kind of thing because it was like a barbaric thing or whatever I thought I was being cool by flipping it on its head, saying that it was more of a religious thing where the women choose, but the women get to choose whoever, and they get to choose, like, it could be, like, seven women choosing the same guy, and the guy doesn't have a choice in the matter. So, like, according to their religious edicts. So, like, like it was all just, like, you know, the women choosing all the favorable guys, and there's just a bunch of orcs that just don't get picked because they're not favorable. So... So it'd be a matriarchal situation. I just picture, I just picture one right. one orc husband just having to do like all the chores between seven seven different orc wives, and like each one just keeps adding every adding something. He's like, "Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yes, dear." Oh, dude, I feel like those males' rights so, activists would really be steamed about all this. Ooh. Yeah, so I, I thought I was being clever by reversing the harem situation that way. No, it was just like, what is your stance on gay orcs? I'm like, I didn't have one. I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't think about it. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to have to be responsible for every social situation in real life for an article that I... But it was also the most sentient race that I ever did as well. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Anyways, um, so so back to back to the movie. I know it, it's early. Was it next year? Right, it's early twenty twenty three. Um, or was it summer? Gosh, I gotta look this up. Actually, I just Google it. Uh, Honor Among Thieves, by the way, is the name of the movie. March twenty twenty three. Yeah, so March. So That's not too far away. Close to a, we're close to a year. Um, but yeah. Oh, I see who you're talking about. Uh, Rajay Jean Page. Yeah. Rajay. Bridgerton yeah. guy. Bridger, that that works. That works. Uh, and Jason Wong's in this too. Nice, but yeah, like I'm, I'm super. Like I love D and D. So like the old D and D movie, unequivocally, I love it. Like I just, I love that the, there is representation of D and D in pop culture back, back that far back in movies. Because you know D and D's always been a thing, right? Like it may not have been super popular until you know, two thousands, but that's because it's devil worship. I mean, it it's, was oh, yeah. after the satanic panic. Yes, it was a huge factor in that. Yeah, the Christians and, I mean, are not I... a fan of of D and D. Have you watched uh, Have you watched season four of Stranger Things yet? No, I have. That's not. like a big allegorical thing that they put into uh, season four. Is well, that season uh, they four play is up supposed on to be the like whole really... satanic oh, yeah. thing? Season four is a really big yeah. one, isn't it? 
because they yeah, had to make up they, for they a lot do... of um, a lot of the lost time from COVID. One of my mm-hmm. one yeah, of like the few things I did see is you know him being like, oh, it's the Hellfire, whatever they called him, um, the Hellfire Club, yeah. Yeah, the Hellfire Club. Oh, those terrible people that that killed my girlfriend or whatever. And I was just like, uh, okay, yeah, I, I see where this is going. Like, mm-hmm. it's bringing him up to some sort of righteous rage. He th- he feels like over this group of people that's legit saved the world twice. Uh, and well, then, they don't they don't know that because they're not allowed to know that. But sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of, it's kind of cool. Cause like stranger things is indeed its own thing, but I do like, it is very representative representative of D and D. Although it does mm-hmm. do the thing that I hate the most is really, really fuck up the monsters. Like very badly. <laughs> They're trying to make They're it not fit the s- their narrative because they try to take the D and D party stuff and fit it into like each yeah. season. As as Spike Lee said of his uh, 2014 remake of Old Boy, it's a reinterpretation. Yeah, artistic license has a way of ruining the fidelity of uh, certain uh, aspects of certain things. Like, uh, yeah, like misrepresentation yeah. of but, uh, but don't worry, because that, that righteous rage gets righteously bisected by the end. <laughs> yeah, I see what you did okay. there. I I, I, I know was... what you I know what you mean by that. I haven't seen it, but I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was very very satisfied by that. I wish it was a character that got to do it, but um, uh, also you'll you'll probably get to love uh, Eddie Munson if you ever watch it. He was definitely the uh, the golden child of the season i don't remember the name of that one is that, show is that but the sheriff no uh that's uh hopper mm. eddie munson is a character that the uh um damn it what's the town hawkins sasha help hawkins. hawkins i don't know why i blanked um that the core hawkins group minus uh will and uh l because uh, they move out to California with Joyce, and then Will gets a horrible, horrible bowl cut. <laughs> um, <laughs> they uh, join up with Eddie Munson and his friends to join the Hellfire Club, so they're like super into D and D at this point. Mm-hmm. And he's got like now, the is whole... Eddie Munson the DM, the long haired DM guy. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I know you. See, I've I've watched some of the episodes. I think I'm two or three in. I just haven't finished it because mm-hmm. i've got i've got primal to finish we'll keep up on because i got one more episode of primal to do and then i've been listening to the audiobooks and playing monster hunter like a, a lot of monster hunter still mm-hmm. uh i may or may not be hedging close to a thousand hours <laughs> that's pretty good that's pretty good you're getting into the veteran hours I say if you make it past 50, you're in the veteran hours on Monster Hunter, honestly. Personally. Yeah. I'm getting close to Master Rank 100, so I'll finally be able to uh, get that last think, little bit. I think I left off at 222 right now. 
show off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So. So okay. So we have honor among thieves is the title, but we certainly have a paladin, a druid. And what I assume I think a few rogues, have, uh, at least one for sure. Chris Pines, the yeah, bard. I, yeah. And yes, I love that line at the end of the trailer. He's like, well, he plays loot. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez is the barbarian. And yes, Bridgerton mm-hmm. is a paladin. Okay. Okay. She's a barbarian. I can get the barbarian vibe, but she was wearing armor, so that kind of threw me off to a fighter, but she was brawling. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Okay. It's just the barbarians aren't known for wearing armor, is all. Well, you know, steel armor. Well, maybe she's a smarter barbarian. And she's like, y'all can die, I'm gonna live. Sure. I mean, but me- mechanically, normally they can't wear armor like that. Like, it's not yeah. within there. I mean, they could wear armor if they had the feet for it, but, I mean, it doesn't serve them any purpose because they get their bonuses from not unarmored wearing armor. De- so Yeah, like, unarmored defense stuff. Like, it's it's a thing. It's a but constitution it's modifier a on top they're not of gonna, yeah. They're so. not going to bring the mechanics as much, I think, into the movie. That's more of, like, a video game treatment thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, Michelle Rodriguez. I don't even see her on the overview cast. Why is she not there? What are you looking on? Google. Yeah, she's not in the thumbnail. Go to IMDb. Google, you bad. All right, IMDb. Yeah, I do. I've I've looked up IMDb a lot. Apparently, it was like all these like recent searches that come up. Uh, there we go. Yeah, okay, I I definitely see her there. Mm. Oh, aside yeah, from like, uh... she's like number two on on the IMDb, which makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aside from uh, those other monsters that we mentioned before, we do get to see Displacer Beasts. Oh, there is a glimpse of that. Yeah. Yeah, when when those people dive into the gelatinous cube, yeah, yeah, they're like dodging a Displacer Beast. Yes, that's a cool one to see. Like I like Displacer Beast. And there's but, also a really punchy yeah, dragon. I don't know. I've never actually seen a fat dragon before, so this will be pretty interesting to see. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what that would be. They definitely have the black dragon, and I like how the acid is black because mm-hmm. most of the time it's depicted as green. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm just letting it silently roll through right now to see if I can see more monsters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do love that Chris Pine is 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 the actor in this. Like, yeah, I like him in a lot of things. His his sense of humor, I think, is really good for something like this. I'm also mm. assuming that there was a scene where somebody had, like has used the shield spell against a firebolt. 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. So they ooh. There's also a scene where one of them has like a uh trick sword mm-hmm. where the uh and top level like... of the sword like ejects off and there's like a smaller blade underneath it. And then I think there's like an enchanted yeah. axe with like fire element maybe um slapped onto that. Mm-hmm. So now the question is, who would know the shield spell aside from a wizard? Does Paladin get shield? Clerics get it. Clerics get Okay, so we may have a cleric. Or, I don't know if Paladins do, but def- we definitely have a wizard. I think the, the, the younger black guy is a wizard. Oh, I okay. I think, then yeah, I think yeah. he is. Okay, then we definitely got a wizard then in the group. Actually, yeah, yeah it would be kind of... Just- It'd be kind of weird to have D&D without any wizard classes in it, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like... I, you know what? I'm thinking the druid is a tiefling. With the horns. She has some horns. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Oh yeah, you're <laughs> right. She does have horns. So yeah, she might be a tiefling. Alright, sorry. I, I just... I got through it. All right, so there's definitely a displacer beast. It looks weird, but it's definitely a displacer beast. Um, so, um, what other things would you guys maybe like to see in this movie? Like, I, I know Sasha, you're excited all around, and you, and you may not know a lot of different things that pop up uh, or Ace, but more. We'll, we'll lead off with you. What what Ooh. other things would you like to see in in the movie? Oh, what is the what is the name of that? Oh, yeah, I would like to see some Ettens, like the the two headed giant guys from uh, uh, D&D or maybe even see some wraiths. Ooh, that'd be cool. Or um, yeah, is it wraiths or is there like another name for it? I can't remember uh, the things that uh, like to hide in shadows and they're like um, completely untouchable uh, unless you shine light on them. Um, What are they called? I think I think I'm not it's, sure it's a wraith, no. but um, what are they called? Uh, I, I'm not I'm not as familiar with that one. Uh, let me see. I think it's oh, it might just be a shade. Yeah, yeah, like shades okay. would be really cool. Okay. Uh, I'd like to see a beholder. Oh, that's a very iconic D and D monster. Yeah, that's a necessity as well. Beholders are a big one, or um. Oh wait! It's one uh, of the few that appeared in the other D and D movie was a beholder, although it was a very weird, like guard animal thing, and which is not mm-hmm. what a beholder would be. Oh, mind flayers! Um, if we get dark elves, then we could also get like uh, gray elves, and then we could also maybe even get some mind flayers in there. Okay, that could be mind flayers. That's that's a that that'd be a good representation since in Stranger Things did that one injustice as well. Mm-hmm. Or at the very <laughs> minimum, a lich. It's a reinterpretation. We definitely there need you know. at least a one lich. One lich might make me happy. A lich, okay. That might be. That might be because a, a lich is a pretty high end monster. So that might might be kind of tough. Like I think our high end monster we're looking at is a dragon, especially the pudgy one. Well, even um, an adult dragon is like what a cr. Um... 10, I believe. It's like right down the middle of 10. Yeah. I believe. That's really for an adult dragon? Huh. I think. Uh, dude, I'm so out of loop on 5th edition. 
I'll have to take a look at what the adult <laughs> dragon's stat lot looks like. Uh, let's see. Uh, I I have I'm so much in the Pathfinder two land right now. Oh, and and that's what I was talking about. The Pathfinder two didn't even bother calling them races like they normally do. Pathfinder two. Oh come on, the stream's just going to look like a blank screen right now for a second. All right, there we go. Uh, Pathfinder two ends up calling them uh, ancestries instead. So you're you're an elven ancestry, you're a dwarven ancestry, human ancestry. Which is actually kind of cool. I think it's a good, uh, a good way to represent, you know, a people. Mm -hmm. Oh, challenge rating of seventeen for a uh, an adult red dragon. So that's pretty high. And I think a lich is like, what is it? Uh, I think it might be like in the low twenties, perhaps. For, or maybe, it, no, 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 it's got to be a little less. I think the Demi-Lich is actually the one that's much, much higher because it's actually gotten a, a scream that has a chance to automatically kill people. Uh, yeah, I'll have to double-check that. Lich. Oh, I should also send you for the, uh... CR. The, uh, Lions Plays miniseries from Olin Rogers on YouTube. I think you'd enjoy the enjoy those cuz I think they're supposed to sort of be like mocks of like parodies of like uh D&D and uh oh uh, Okay, yeah. Uh, Diablo. Lich's CR 21. So yeah, he's pretty high up there. Not the not he's no Tarask, but I mean like he's still pretty high up there. Okay, I was wrong, Mark. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it now. The young are 10. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. The young are 10. I'm saying an adult at 14. This is Pathfinder and an ancient at 19. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think ancient Which, dragons uh, are typically in like the mid 20s for, uh, right. for D and D 5e. Yeah. So to explain to the, to the audience, we're talking about like usually 20 is the top end of a character. So like the most powerful monsters are going to be 20 and above. Mm -hmm. and most characters don't reach it past five a lot of the time if you're starting at level one. Yeah, especially if you're and doing, like, a, a one-shot. Yeah, one-shots, you typically start at, like, level one, and then you're lucky to maybe get to level three, maybe even level five if you're doing really, really well. But more often, yeah, everybody dies most anyways. D most D&D plays is, is below level ten. Not many people get to start at level one and go through 20. It's just not done a lot of the time. I've only ever had in since I was 13. So we're talking 21 years now that I've been playing D&D. It's happened once for me. I think the highest level I've ever gotten was probably level 16 or yeah, no. Yeah. The highest level I ever got was probably level 16. So in order for you to get to like level 20, you'd have to have multiple sessions over the, over the course of at least two or three different campaigns and it would have to be constantly escalating from there so yeah if you if you do like new campaigns with new characters there is no chance that you can get a level 20 character unless specifically starting with like now, a level 10 character at the start of like you know session one conversely 
since the release of of five uh, fifth edition pan our friend has been running a game that has had what are they on the sixth generation of level 20 characters oh my god they, they actually gener they like they'll play up to level 20 and then they'll have their children or and or new characters be the predecessors of what their characters accomplished in the previous campaign and move forward with that and move forward with that unless they die or something but she has these epic long adventures she's been doing for years like we're talking over a decade now i believe that's pretty she's cool been doing this yeah i mean that's that's how i got to, that's how i got to know her uh, is through D D stuff so the the same place i was putting the the monster articles that i used to do well, I still do them occasionally, but you know it's hard hard to want to do them when people don't read them anymore. So, <laughs> um, so so uh, Sasha, uh, Ace, you guys are obviously less experienced in D and D. How much have you guys played? Uh, I zero. <laughs> I've only played zero. a little bit of D and D. I think I got my character was like level five or something, not very far. Um. We yeah. played through like two campaigns, um, and then I we had started a third one, and then we just all stopped playing. Um, okay. And then I played Pathfinder for a class. Actually, I had to take I took a class in sociology of gaming, and we mm -hmm. had to do twenty. We had to do like the equivalent of twenty hours of. Pathfinder campaigns at gaming conventions and then write a reflection paper on it. Wow. Mm. Oh, God, why couldn't I go into college and have that as part of my course? <laughs> oh, it just sounds awesome. It's like, oh, I could, I could do like a psychology paper on video games and how, how, yes, uh, you know, playing the harder video games actually gives you a greater sense of gratification for being able to get farther and be able to earn the victories as I, opposed to playing a mobile game like Candy Crush. Well, I actually wrote in one of my college papers that the better you are at Bayonetta, the more naked she becomes. Huh. That's true. Yeah. Yes, that is very I true. I have written that in a paper. So I guess there's I, a stronger uh, motivation for guys to do better in that game. <laughs> yeah. Is, uh, is it is it bad that I really like the game yet I am terrible at it though? Is does that make me not as? <laughs> no, it just means you're tasteful. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could be better at it, not because of the minus clothes, just because it is a satisfying game to play. Mm-hmm. Which I may do that because Bayonetta three is another Switch title coming out this year that I'm looking forward to, so I might try to play through one and two again because it's been a while, a long while, <laughs> like ten years maybe. Not ten. I would at least seven. Right. If you like Bayonetta, when did Bayonetta two come out. Yeah. If you like Bayonetta, I recommend Devil May Cry for sure. Because that's a that's also a really I, good action fighting series. I have played the first one. Oh, that's the first it. one. Oh, mm -hmm. need to play more because it gets and that really, was really more. Good. That's when it was like Resident Evil a bit more, when it was still 
attempting to be a Resident Evil game, and then because that's that's the original story of Devil mm-hmm. May Cry is it was supposed to be Resident Evil Four, and they scrapped it and they made it Devil May Cry. Then Resident Evil Four became what it is today. That's hilarious. Um, oh, another good game that you could play if you like Bayonetta would probably be Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Ooh, you got to play it. Yeah. If you don't play it for the fact that it's kind of similar to Bayonetta and and uh, Devil May Cry, you got to play it at least for the memes, literally and figuratively. Because, well, literally in in like it, it's like twofold because. The focus of the game also revolves around memes. Yeah, it's complicated, but I mean, like, it, it's pretty good. Like, I, I would definitely recommend it. it. It's a classic in its own right. It's a modern classic, is what it is. I, I will say, I, I, outside of Monster Hunter, I've dabbled back into Into the Breach, which is the strategy RPG, or it's not, not even RPG. I would say you do level up a bit, but. Uh, I really like End of the Breach. They had a free update that added a bunch of new teams and monsters and stuff. I've decided I'm turning off the new monsters because I need to get used to the game before I get back to playing with the new monsters. Because <laughs> they're tough. They're mm-hmm. super tough. They complicate the game in ways that I am not ready for again. Um, I've been doing that. And Sasha, have you seen since I got the gaming glove in? No. You have to see it. It's the reverse power glove. This is my keyboard now that I game with. Interesting. So it's this joystick here is WSAD. And I have like when you push down, it's hard to see because basically there's a push down, a push forward, a push back, push to the side. And then there's buttons up here. They're like you reach up and you push those and there's buttons back here that you pull back for like you so you put your hand in it like this and then you're pushing like different sections of buttons um and it's it's a full keyboard like you can map every key to be like every letter if you like um i've been using that and playing a strategy game with it has been kind of my speed with that thing so far um I tried playing a shooter with it. It didn't go terrible. It was a lot more keys to press. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm still getting used to it. I, I am relearning how to play a keyboard game with that. Our boy so. is becoming a cyborg. Yep. I just feel like it would be easier to plug a controller into your computer. <laughs> I swear, the moment that you said he's becoming a cyborg, like, you just immediately I've been sitting beside <laughs> my computer forever. Immediately yes. had me think of Metal Gear Rising, where what was it? Uh, where uh, Senator Armstrong goes, "Nano machine, son." Oh God! Oh uh, no! Oh, okay, Metal Gear so, Rising. Why is it so meme worthy? Oh, it's just great. I like, I like having the mouse. I think having the mouse is solved for me like i like the mouse it's the uh, it's my left hand what do i do with my left hand to make gaming feel good and it having a joystick and a bunch of other keys and stuff that i can map my brain to i think is a the compromise i can have of having like essentially half of a controller and also a mouse mm-hmm. 
I feel like I would be having so I, an old dog new tricks problem with that. I certainly am. Yes, one hundred percent. Like I am, I am slow on the uptake, but that is why I pl- I tested out some new into the breach content with it because like literally the only thing on the keyboard I have to press is one and escape, and I know where those are on this thing. Oh yeah, did you play some monster you hunter some on trouble it? initially with that with the mapping? Because you didn't have escape set or whatever it was, I did not. I, I es- escape is now the button that is when you're on the stick. Escape is this button here. I almost mm-hmm. I did press it. I don't know if that had closed anything. Okay, we're good. Because it is hooked up. It is it is running. So if I hit that, <laughs> that will hit escape. <laughs> Just ends the stream there. Well. <laughs> Good night, folks. Later. (laughs) (laughs) And that concludes Uh, another episode of What's Going On? Starring Keyman. I'm disorganized right now. It's like I have a bunch of stuff on my desk right now. Not discluding a bunch of the girls' socks. I didn't know where else to put them right now. Mm -hmm. Brand new ones. I had to buy them white socks because they didn't have any white socks for the uh, wedding last week. Oh, you missed that last week, Sasha. Emery had another uh, Emery moment at the wedding. Oh. So we were at the dinner afterwards, and she was she was okay. She was sitting on my lap through the ceremony and just asking a bunch of questions. So I was like, hey, it's time to, to be quiet. We're not talking during the wedding. Like, yes, that's all of his family and friends. Yes. That's all the people he knows. Yes. Uh, well, we were... We were sat at a table, uh, and there were some people we knew. Uh, I actually I knew everyone at the table, and there was four of us. So it's me, the girls, and my brother. But uh, there's this guy who kind of sat. There was a couple sitting, and he sat on the exact opposite, which means there was no four person seat. There was no section of four people. There was only three. So Chance had to not sit with us. And my normal thing when I'm out with the girls because they both want to sit beside me is one's on my left one's on my right because they both always want to sit beside me <laughs> so on my right would have been Emery and on my left would have been Cece and Gracie which is uh, a friend of ours and she was there I know Gracie she's seen the kids a couple times Cece was comfortable sitting next to her that's fine there's this other guy, and I won't say his name because uh, he is not a very. Um, how do I put this? I'm trying to put it nicely. He has a hygiene problem. Oh, oh yeah, and, I remember. <laughs> I remember uh, this discussion. <laughs> so, so so much so discussion. that earlier, earlier that week. Um, my buddy who who owns the game slash card store that we play at, uh, this individual was there playing in the tournament, and he had to clean the chair after the guy got up. Ew. So, and he 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 frequently smells very bad. He was there again this past Wednesday, and he smelled very much. Uh, it was bad. It was really bad. He's, and he's it was like more the adult pig. version of uh, Linus from Peanuts. Pigpen. Uh, Pigpen, yeah. Linus, Pigpen 
Pig, yeah, Linus was the pianist, right? Linus like, is the woman with yeah. spaghetti forever hair. Since yeah, I've seen anything peanuts. Yeah, my bad. Linus has Sorry, the has a little I mean, blanket. Now we're gonna be canceled by the peanuts fans because of me. Sorry, guys. I I know I, I who Linus safe. is. Are, He's uh, that was super popular. My mom's generation of kids. Like you're good, man. <laughs> Yeah, he's um, he's Lucy's uh, brother, and Lucy's the the mean one with the with the dark hair. You know, she's constantly threatening physical violence on everybody. Oh, you're right. No, yeah. Linus is the one with the blankie. Yeah, yeah you're you're right. Yeah, and he believes in the yeah. great pumpkin. Yes. Good cartoons. Anyways, Anyways. Um, so so this guy who is terrible smelling and he was actually dressed up really nice for the wedding. Good for him. He's normally not very much dressed up. Like I granted, I don't dress up a lot. Like I'm currently wearing shorts and t-shirt. That is my normal thing. I don't, I know I'm not the great, greatest dressed guy. This guy, he takes it to another level of just bad. And he was actually dressed pretty nice, but he still smelled terrible during the wedding. Um, and, Emery was going to have to sit beside him and me. And Emery takes one look at him and she goes, and (laughs) she goes, she turns to me and she's like, I don't want to sit next to him. I don't like him. And I was like, okay, (laughs) you sit beside your sister. I'll sit next to him, which I was not happy about, but I will do that for the sacrifice of my kid. And then, that's about a, the worst Emeryism we got at the wedding. It was that was the only one, <laughs> but it was cracking Chauncey up because he got a full on, like, looking at her face when she looked at him, eyes locked with him, and she goes, "Ugh." Like, <laughs> 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 like, uh, poor guy. I mean, I don't blame himself, her. Like, nobody wants to sit next to a zoo animal. So I mean, you know, I I understand one hundred percent. I had a so, I had a client one time tell a technician she smelled like the stinky cheese crayon from the Mister Sketch set. <laughs> yeah, she did. I mean, uh, he wasn't wrong, I mean, but working working previously working at Walgreens, uh, there were definitely uh, a few people that came in that smelled like a uh, a blanket of cigarettes and bo. So that's oh, that's yeah. always a fun always... time. It's lovely. Yeah, he, yeah, this 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 individual, uh, a lot of time smells of of heavy bo, a lot of time, mm-hmm. and so much so that the the other card store actually has a thing of deodorant for him at the store that they tell him to put on. <laughs> yeah. that's so, so bad and... you're aware, like he's aware that he smells like that. I don't understand. I don't either. I, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't get it. I like, I get, I like, if I, if I forget to brush my teeth in the morning, like, like an hour later, I'm like, my teeth feel terrible and disgusting. I'm going to go brush my teeth. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I mean, like, there's, there's a time earlier this week where, uh, I showered before work, but I didn't put on deodorant and then, uh, like, Several hours into my shift, I was like, what's, oh, I didn't realize I was sweating that much and I felt 
felt gross. And I you're was doing like, this the right. rest of the work day, like mm, yeah, where you're just all tucked in, you'll like, force like, everything like, shut. You're like, oh, I can't afford to just release the I'll smell. Just, I'll just pretend I'm cold for the rest of the day. How, how you doing, Ace? Oh, I'm, I'm good. Hi, I'm good. <laughs> uh, it's like a hundred degrees. What's wrong with you? Oh, I just yeah, air conditioner's right on me. It's really cold. <laughs> <laughs> Oh jeez, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Um, but hey, hey, that was, that was something. Um, holy crap, I forgot. I because I was so sidetracked with this whole life stuff, I forgot that we are doing the quiz next week. Oh yeah, oh, yes, yes we are. So I'm gonna have to pull up some stuff so that we can. Decide uh, the years, and I can tell you guys. Now I know you guys, Sasha, you in particular weren't going to study, but we'll uh, we'll figure that out here in a bit. Um, so for so for me, going way back to the D and D stuff, and I asked you, Morgan, about what would you like to see in the movie. Um, for me, one of them is Beholder. Another one is always the same for me. I want to see a Hydra. I think Hydra are very common in D and D. They happen a lot. I love Hydras. That's just a me thing. I just want to see it. Hydra um, for Monster Hunter 6th Gen. Ooh, now that'd be Come cool. Come on, Capcom. Do the right thing. I think the closest thing that we had to Show sort of like a Hydra, I think was, what was it? It was Nakarkos with like, just the covered in like the bones with everything. But I mean yeah. like. Yeah, the false Hydra. The cuttlefish. <coughs> the false yeah. Hydra. Yeah, we need something else. Something a little bit more. Hydra E. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree. It, it is legitimately my favorite mythological creature. Is the Hydra. The Linarian Hydra, to be specific. Because that's where it came from when in the Greek stories, the swamp of Linaria or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that explains why in Heroes my, of Might uh... and Magic you need a swamp in order to be able to get Hydras. Uh, yeah. I still enjoy my uh, Hydra Broodmaster pump deck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For magic. Mm-hmm. Flood the board with babies. Hydra babies. Yep. Um, Yeah, I, I had uh, I had those in my one of my last standard decks that I ever had. Oh, Ace, um, if you want to pump out even more Hydras faster, um, just put Helm of the Host into your deck and then just equip it onto uh, your Hydra that uh, produces more Hydras and then just uh, have it um, mm-hmm. uh, produce, I think, like additional tokens uh, that are like exact copies of the monster that you put uh, Helm of the Host on and then you can just like exponentially increase the number of baby Hydras that you can put onto the field. Yeah, I it's mean, it's a huge man. Man, even with how my, even with how the deck is in base, I mean, the highest I've been able to pump for is twenty eight, twenty eight, twenty eight hydro tokens. Ooh. So, Ooh. <laughs> the, I think the best I did was twenty two, twenty two, twenty twos. But uh, what I had is there's a, it's called the Dragon Throne of Tarkir, in there, uh-huh. and it gives a creature defender. But you can tap it to give all other creatures 
power and toughness equal to the creature's power and trample. So uh-huh. when you give 2022 20, 22, 22, 22s, 26 power and toughness mm-hmm. and trample, you win. Period. Yeah. Oh like, wow. <laughs> I mean, the key the key interaction in that deck is uh, Nykthos Shrine to Nyx, and then uh, Voyaging Seder. Yeah. Like one one Voyaging Seder to untap Nykthos, which taps for however much green devotion you have, and yep. then being uh, able to untap it once or twice, and then retap for the uninitiated. It, this is great. very much Magic the Gathering talk mm-hmm. for the uh-huh. audience. If they don't know. Ooh, yeah, I have a couple of cards. Like, um, I have a uh, a new Infect deck that I've been working on. It uh, allows me... Well, it use, uh, uses uh, Jin uh, Cataxius, which allows you to be able to um, copy... Uh, I think it is sorcery, instant, and artifacts. Um, if like it allowed, mm-hmm. like when you play them, you're allowed to copy one. Like, um, and then you're able to like uh, whenever your opponent uses a spell, um, you can counter it. Um, so I use him in conjunction with. I think there's like um, there's a couple of cards that uh, like one of them is I think a sorcery card that allows you to be able to. Um, create a copy of a monster that you have already um, on your side of the battlefield. And then there is a uh, creature um, that allows you to be able to copy another creature that's on the, on that battlefield as like a token, if it's a legendary or whatever, and it's considered non-legendary. And then I have a, um, what is it? It's a, it's a vampire priest You're copying all the things. Yeah. And basically what happens is I've also got a vampire priest that transforms into a um into a kraken horror that whenever um whenever you're attacking with monsters that are either krakens leviathans or serpents you get to create tokens of those of those creatures so if you put jinkataxius in play and then what you do is you put um uh that kraken on uh, onto the field and then what you can do is is you can um uh, summon uh, the uh, I think it's called the Tromocra- uh yeah uh, Tromocratus yeah which is a um, oh what is it I think it's an eight eight kraken that has hex proof as long as it's not attacking or blocking but when it is attacking um, it is considered unblockable if your opponents do not block it block it with all of their monsters so what if you what you can do is is you can put helm of the host on your Kraken Horror once he's transformed. Then what you can do is immediately after that, like at the beginning of your... Uh, I think it's like a, either at the beginning of your upkeep. <laughs> what happens is you create a token of that legendary creature. Then what you do is then you summon uh, Tromocratus, and then what you do is you attack with him, and then as as you're like creating like copies of the Kraken Horror, you're also creating additional uh, Tromocratuses. Uh, so... Your board just gets filled with a whole bunch of these unblockable Krakens, and then if you use Triumph of the Horde, which basically gives all of your monsters trample and infect, boom, baby, you've just won the game. That's part of my command. Yeah. That's part of my infect commander deck because infect in commander is just so stupid because everybody's supposed to have like I think forty hit points, forty life. Yeah, forty, 40 life. life. And if and the command yeah. says you have ten, yeah, yeah, yeah. infect is yeah. 
T- take 10 to infect, you die. Yeah, yeah. It, it's basically just, like, Blitz Commander. So, like, every everybody's out to kill you. <laughs> which is also why I put the Hornet Queen in purposefully. So that way I could uh, do that. And then there's, like, another creature that I have that is a horror elemental. It's a 2 I... that creates four 1-1 one, one flying death touches. Yeah, basic, so basically you create an infinite shield. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. There's another card. It was a horror elemental that makes it so that um, whenever a you know, whenever a uh, triggered ability that is caused by a monster entering into the battlefield is triggered, you get to trigger it again. So if you were to put the Helm of the Host onto it, and then you put the Hornet Queen into play, then essentially what happens is is that you get like say, oh, if if you have like maybe three of those, you can put down. Uh, let me see. I think like 16 of those, um, one, one flying death touch insects onto the field. So you're basically untouchable. Yep. So yeah, yeah, like there's, yeah, Yeah. there's so much synergy with that deck that just plays in, like it just makes it so good. And that's also why I made it so that the Mimoplasm, which, uh, made it my commander because it basically allows you to be able to transform it into any two creatures that are in your graveyard. You exile those two cards, and then you take um, the uh, that, uh, one of those creatures, and you make the Mimoplasm it, and then what you do is then you add plus one, plus one counters equal to the um, strength and def- uh, yeah, the strength and uh, endurance of the other creatures. So if you also include the Impervious Worm... Ooh, sixteen, sixteen. So you get sixteen plus one plus one counters, and you could even put it on, like, say, I don't know, the Phyrexian Crusader. So then you get like, you get an eighteen, eighteen with infect that has protection against red and white. So it's like, ah, like honestly, this deck is just so fun to play. Like I, I love Commander for this. Uh I, I have not, I have not played Magic in quite a while, but that does sound fun. Oh, it's I, I can't wait to play it. <laughs> it's gonna be so fun. Oh. So I wanted uh, I wanted to ask you, Sasha, because you've been away for two weeks. Have you got any more gaming in, or were you just busy the whole time? I I did finish Road ninety six, which was okay. I I really liked it. I want to play it through one more time for a new game plus because you do get the option to play it through again with the bonuses that you picked up the first time. Um, sure. But overall, it was a it was a different kind of game for me but i really liked it i have not played really anything else i've been watching a lot of movies on netflix and just trying to like catch little pockets of time Mm -hmm. um yeah i watched i watched a couple of the new releases on netflix um one that was really good i think it's like spider something it's got uh it's got chris hemsworth in it and he runs Mm. this like state-of-the-art prison where they give people pharmaceuticals i put it on my watch list because i saw an ad for it yeah that i really liked that i thought that was really good um i couldn't pull myself away that it actually was really interesting um and that started my that's the one where they mess with people's emotions yes yes yeah um, they're like serving out their prison sentences by being guinea pigs for the pharmaceutical company. Yep. Yep. That sounds so yeah, very and it modern was very, dystopia. Yeah. It was a very morally gray position movie. Yeah. 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 So that that was pretty good. Um, and then I watched, uh, there was one with 
um, the woman that's in all the Mike Flanagan movies, uh, Kate Siegel. Um, mm. Yeah. Yes. She plays a woman who um, gets involved with a psychiatrist who does hypnotherapy. And he does, like, plant some post-hypnotic suggestions that control her mind. And he's obsessed with her. Hang on, I'll see what this Uh one's called. I just watched it yesterday. Um... Hypnotic. Yeah, that's pretty on the nose. (laughs) I am trying to think of the movie that I watched, but I... Do not, do not remember the Sea Beast. You guys seen that? Ooh. I watched that with the kids. Sea Beast. No, I don't think uh, I've actually. That one's really good. Heard of that? I tried to get her uh, to watch it, but we didn't get that. We got uh, Flippy. It's basically like ah, uh, it's hard to explain, but it's like these pirate hunters that are that are that go kill out these sea monsters. Oh, trying not to put my mouse over things because it's starting to play music. Um, the uh, Spiderhead is the name of the movie you were talking about. Yep. Um, you you have this like pirate captain and this little girl who like want to she wants to be one of these pirate hunters, and they end up finding out that the sea beasts are actually kind of not evil. And don't attack the land that people just were getting rich off of killing these giant leviathans. So mm. it's it's a pretty good kids movie, I would say. But it, it's you know fairly predictable in some areas. Um, but it's really cool. Like it's it's gruesome for a kids movie. Like people die, so Ooh. they don't shy away from that. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to find the movie that I watched. But it's something along, and now get, don't get me wrong, it's it's like super savvy, like weird Hallmark movie thing I watched. Mm-hmm. But I had to watch something while I was working one day. And it's like the princess and the haircut or something, the prince and the haircut or something. This mm-hmm. weird royalty guy from some country, some needs a haircut, and they call up the this beautician... And they actually like, call the wrong one. It's this home shot, like mom and pop beautician girl who runs the hair salon. And of course, this rich prince and this beautician fall in love. And it's just really uh, sappy so like Hallmark a, stuff. So basically like Cinderella, but hair. Yes. But one uh, thing I did watch that I am very, was very happy to watch uh, was... Um, we watched this. We did the thing with staying overnight at the game shop, and we watched uh, Starship Troopers as a group. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Getting to, as to guys... show that to a to a bunch of Zoomers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As you guys know, uh, we saw Nope in theaters last weekend. It was very good. Oh yeah, yeah, I mm. remember that. We were going to see Su- uh, Super Dogs or whatever it is this weekend, mm-hmm. but. We got Shanghai into a picnic tomorrow instead. Uh, oh no! Um, Kidnapped to do a picnic. Couple of weeks. That sounds awful. What are you gonna do? <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, they did. Uh, they released uh, the third 
season, or I would just say third series of uh, Love, Death, and Robots <gasps> on Netflix. Oh, yeah. oh, I love that show. Which, if you haven't watched that, I think you'd probably like the uh, the uh, Sea Monster episode with the uh, Phanopod, which is like a giant crab, but it has the ability to like manipulate dead bodies. Ooh, funky. That's weird. I liked, uh, um, what was it, season then... two, Santa Claus. That was that was really good. Oh, man. <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. Oh, my God. Like, just a horrible, disgusting monster that, Some eldritch that would murder them if they were bad, but then it just, like, pukes mm. up presents for them. Yeah, it's like some eldritch horror that just comes into everybody's house to see if, like, their kids are good or not, and if they're good, just, yeah, you just regurgitate. some weird stuff. Dude, it's a great it's, it's show. Funny. Oh man, it's a fantastic show. Couldn't recommend anything better. So okay. essentially, it's just a collection of like different stories, all animated um, and voice acted by like different little studios and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. In the third season, they had a uh, return of some some uh, characters from the first season which are these uh, three robots that are exploring a, uh, a uh, post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. world. Um, hmm. There's one that's like a orange, almost astrobot-looking guy. There's one that's like a pretty much like a black-and-white humanoid one, but it's like the X-Bot. It's like the X-Bot 5000 or something. Yeah. Uh, and then they have like a like sort of like monolith pyramid one that has like the siri voice so they're just like exploring and stuff like that uh, in the first one they were uh just like exploring different uh areas where uh humans lived in and then in the uh one in season three they're exploring like different methods humans tried to survive so they had like mm-hmm. the redneck compound with like a whole bunch of booby traps and like guns and artillery and stuff like that. And they had like, they had uh, a bone, a, what the orange astro robot referred to as a blood pit because, uh, people fell onto like wooden, wooden stick stakes and stuff like that. Um, hmm. they had, uh, the, uh, tech, tech billionaire, uh, Getaway, which was on a repurposed oil rig where they all uh, starved to death because they weren't inclusive. And the uh, AI robots that were supposed to help them turned on them. Mm. Uh, And then there was the uh, escape missions with the, basically like at a NASA compound essentially. And there's like skeletons just like lining the the fences and they press a button at one point and there's just like these massive flamethrowers that pop up and just further incinerate all the skeletons of people that were like desperately trying to get get onto the ships to escape oh man now i'm gonna have okay. to see season three because this is gonna be a really so- good season so that that reminded me, there's a character. There was a new character in the Hard Luck Hank book that I was. It's like book mm-hmm. nine that that came out recently that I listened to. Uh, she's a ten thousand year old retired sex bot, and she hates humans. And 
she is a funny character. <laughs> yeah. Um, on that. the at the tech influencers oil rig thing, uh, the the AI uh, that was there in like a hollow projector. Um, I'm not sure why it wasn't able to like recognize them as robots. Like they, right? I think the orange astromech like took the po- the role of like a human and was like key reel in the fishing nets for me and. Um, at that point it was like the AI had already turned. So it rejected that. And like, as they were like leaving, uh, she goes like, suck it meat bags. (laughs) I I hear anytime you're like an Android thing, like meat bag is a, is a common insult you hear. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Then she uh, also flips them the bird too. So yeah. A goofy series, and then they have like some more ep- some episodes that are like up to your interpretation of things too. So, oh yeah, do they have it's any an continuation series. of like the uh, the space spider that has like uh, that ship in the in in her web after they uh, had like the uh, the faulty warp oh. thing, whatever? Do they do like a sequel to that? No, that one reminded me a lot of uh, Dead Space though mm-hmm. when I first saw that one. Yeah. Uh, no, but they have a different one that takes place on Earth and involves Cthulhu. <gasps> and then they also have uh, a different one with like a future future human race where they're exploring, trying to like save humanity, I guess, or like expand humanity. And they find like a ancient uh, alien uh, hive okay. situation. So where it's so this anthology thing is giving me some black mirror vibes now and i'm kind of i'm kind of not into that (laughs) what well it's not all like sci-fi you guys have tried to convince me to watch black mirror before and i just Just cannot even get over the the description just skip the pig dude like this is this is a lot more family friendly than you think it is i mean like nothing really bad happens in any of the love death robots videos i don't well Well, i would say the thanapod episode is a little it's a it's definitely on the gorier end well uh, i mean okay what about uh, the episode friendly is not an issue for me Remember, remember the episode where they've got where they got like that massive fish or whatever, and then like uh, then they made like that island like a massive tourist attraction. Like you remember that episode, right? I don't think so. And then like you, you Might see have like to go oh, back and watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's in season two. I know that much. It was a really good one. Season one though, season one had a lot of really really good episodes in it. Definitely worth checking out. Oh yeah, at least. and they have uh, they have one. The season two where uh, these like ragtag soldiers go to like a decommissioned, uh, I think either U.S. or Russian base, mm-hmm. and they end up having to fight a giant killer cybernetic bear. I remember okay. that one. Yeah, that one's a cool one. That that sounds terrible for them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in season one or two, there was like the whole. Uh, supernatural horde from from hell that the Russian soldiers had to fight because of like the Nazis going in trying to use supernatural methods to win the war. Okay. That, I think saw, that was called, sounds like, an awful se- lot like Hell's War Gate. or something like that. Wait, w- wait, mm-hmm. was that the name of the game? Hellgate or something like that? Where you get like uh you get like modern classes. It's kinda like it'd be like a modern take on Diablo, but it's like 
third-person shooter. Hellgate London? Yeah, Hellgate London. Yeah, that's the name of the game. That was yeah. a really good game. That was the first... That was the first... Um, that was the first studio to come from disgruntled Blizzard employees, like, back in the early 2000s. That was a really good right. game. <laughs> that was... that. Dis- that's why I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been... There's a long string of studios... That have been created in, in the wake of disgruntled Blizzard employees. <laughs> I, I was going to say, just like, create either a company or like a, a union called dis, disgruntled Blizzard employees. They should. That would be like the funniest thing. Oh my god. Oh my god. The GB. Yeah, the GBE. Now that would be a great company name. GBE. And then everybody will ask, well, what are, what does it stand for? Dis, uh, disgruntled Blizzard employees. And then everybody will just laugh their asses off at it and be like, okay, yeah, we'll buy your games. So, I was going to tell you more. Uh, there was a recent, like, uh, boomer shooter sale Ooh. on good old games. Okay. And in uh, one purchase, which I'm not going to say the dollar amount because it's embarrassing, but I did okay. get more than 50% off. Mm-hmm. Um, I nice. got... Shadow Warrior, Witch Haven 1 and 2, Shadow Warrior 3, Turok 1 and 2, Firestarter, Necrovision with a, a with an expansion, Dread Templar, uh, uh Shadow Warrior Classic Redux, uh Forgive Me Father and then Shadow, Shadow Warrior 2 Deluxe. So like nice. Oh nice. Uh, oh, yeah. How how you uh, how you also copies. Doing, How you also doing after I uh sent you the link to limited run with uh their doom eternal stuff you know i didn't even look i knew that i was gonna be like i want all of this and i'm trying to save her house and especially more so right now <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah yeah i was like dang it ace i i can't be <laughs> i can't be tempted right now Stop well one it. of the one of the things that <laughs> yeah. they have is like a, a skateboard deck and i'm like ah for it i wouldn't care about that I used to skateboard, well, believe it or not. I used to be a skateboarder. I mean, you uh, could dec- put it on the wall as like a decoration. I stopped yep. skateboarding once uh, I was playing soccer at a, at, at a, I was at a Salvation Army band camp and we had a bunch of, like, it was like the North Americans versus the South Americans and Korea. Because mm-hmm. um, it was like a worldwide Salvation Army band camp. And um, so we had like a good, eight South Korean kids there, two people from Chile, two people from Argentina, and then versus um, the... No, it was Korea versus the Americans and South Anime because the Chile guy was, was on our team. I remember him very well. His name was Maximilian, and, mm. uh, and he refused to be called Max. It was always Maximilian. And this guy, <laughs> I will never see someone who brushed those teeth as vigorously as this guy. Cause like we had dorms and stuff, but he would take like, like you see on the movies, people put like a big, like glop of toothpaste on their toothbrush, uh-huh. like, like a huge one, like, like more than bristles. And he was like, he'd go like, like, like for like 15 minutes. I'm not even kidding. And he had like toothpaste, like covering his forearm. Cause he would like do it over the sink. So it would drip into the sink. And I was like, what the heck, dude? What are you eating? (laughs) Anyways. So I stopped skateboarding because during a soccer game with one of those kids, one of the kids slide tackled me 
and twisted my knee 90 degrees to the right. So I no longer could walk on that knee for the rest of the band camp. I had crutches. Um, And when I came back, um, I had a brace on it. And then my cross country coach uh, was like, oh, you're good. You can run. I'm like, no, I can't. I just like got off of crutches like yesterday. Like (laughs) I'm not running. And she's like, you're running or you're off the team. So I ran and I hurt my knee more. So then I just couldn't skateboard anymore after a while. Like I, I may still have knee problems. What kind of bullshit is that? I would have been like, bitch, I'll just, I'll just get, get off, the off the team, fuck you. That that I ended up getting kicked off one year and quitting the second year. I was only ever in it two years. Like, I never finished a cross-country season because I was either kicked off or quit. That's stupid. No point in even joining that any was, of those things. It's not even that important. But I was in track, so like they were like, oh, naturally, you're a long-distance runner in track, so you're going to be a cross-country runner. I'm like, yeah, but you see, a 5K is a lot longer than two miles that I do. It may not seem like a lot, but it feels like a lot longer. See, I, instead <laughs> yeah. of running like whatever 10 minutes that I used to run, now it's like 22. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, Woo! we're more than doubling the time. <laughs> oh, so. speaking of, uh, you did mention Turok. I found Turok for yeah. N64 and I've got it. At that store, ah, it's a good. One. I saw I saw Turok two, but I couldn't afford it because I ended up buying Rampage instead alongside Turok. But I know where to get Turok two if I wanted to get it for thirty bucks. Rampage this... is a good game. I will yeah. never not say that it is a good game. <laughs> yeah, I was like, do I get two two copies of Turok, like Turok one and Turok two, or do I get Turok and then a Rampage? Hey, as much as I love <sighs> Turok, it, it's a slog to get through both of them back to back. You're, you, mm-hmm. you were right in breaking it up with something else. Like, yep. it, you, you can't do it. And unfortunately, so, um, yeah, unfortunately, my the the copy of of uh, Majora's Max that I was looking to get uh, got canceled on me. So I'm gonna have to actually find another copy of Majora's Max that is affordable still. That is not like two hundred and seventy dollars. And then I've got to mm-hmm. try and uh, change out the the one N64 that I have because there are no expansion packs. I swear, expansion packs nowadays, like trying to get one of those, it would be like trying to get a GPU for your computer at the height of those crypto miner bastards, like having eaten them all up. It is almost impossible to get one. I, I don't know where to get one. So th- this one shop that I went to, they were like, yeah, we have the expansion packs. And I'm like, oh, great. Can I have one? And they're like, no, you have to buy the console that it's in. And I'm like, oh, great. So I have to spend $140 to get the console with the expansion pack, right? And, I was, and they're like, yes. And I'm His... like, that's still cheaper than going on Amazon and paying for an expansion pack for $110. I'll just switch in the N64 that I haven't played on yet to get a new one with an expansion pack on it. Okay, fine. This will work out. Okay, let's see. Let's see if we can do a trade. Maybe Sunday or something like that. So let me see. I've got Goldeneye, Pokemon Stadium. Uh, let me see. What was the other game that I got? It was Banjo Kazooie. Uh, then I've mm-hmm. ordered Ocarina of Time, and then I've got a hawk, uh, a, a, a a ROM hack uh, for Legend of Zelda. It is called um, uh, the Missing Link. And then I've got Donkey Kong 64 on the way. Um, what else do I have? 
I think that's all I've got right now, aside from Rampage and Turok. So then you, you picked Turok. up Rampage and Turok. Okay. Yeah, okay. this is all Yeah, you went really robotic there for a second. Like, Ooh. super robotic. In fact, it, your audio was behind where you were talking. Oh! So it looked like you were dubbing yourself. It was oh, hilarious. Oh, no! <laughs> but did you, guys, did you guys get the gist of what I was saying? Yeah. Okay, thank yeah, God. We did. Oh, yeah. no. Well, yeah. I've always... I don't think I missed a whole word. But it was just, it was funny how you desynced and you were just like, all three of us were like, what? Are we losing them? Like, oh, oh. No, I'm still here. I'm just going full Daft Punk. Sorry, guys. Or maybe Dead Mouse. I don't know. Yeah. Pick one. Uh. I, uh, I raised my glove during that because I, I bought all those games because they'd be something to learn the keyboard with. Mm-hmm. Oh, really get acquainted yeah. with something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially Turok, because it's got a lot of buttons. I had no mm-hmm. idea that it would be so expensive getting physical copies and like having like a full collection for an N64. But at least it's mine. And you know what? Even if I've spent over $600 in the process... Yeah, you're really behind it's... again. Oh, no! I I can even see the lag on my end. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I will say... Um, if I find an expansion pack, I can let you know, and you can order it from my buddy at his store. I, I'm Ooh. pretty sure he'll send it to you if 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 he ever gets one. That would be great. Yeah, if he could find an expansion pack for his store, that'd be awesome. Yes, yes, yeah. Tell him, <laughs> tell him me, and then and then that we can do a transaction. Delayed. That was way delayed. <gasps> no. Okay. Uh we're gonna have to cut this episode short, guys. Ah. Uh. Um, so, so we, we talked about a lot of things today. I think we were supposed to talk about D and D stuff, but uh, you know, it's just a, it's a movie that we're excited about. Of course, you know, this started the whole, uh, Dwayne, the Rajang Johnson thing that we talked about last week. Yeah. Talking about this D and D movie. So we talked about there's, there's a monkey monster in, in monster hunter to explain. And we were talking about casting him as Dwayne. <laughs> Johnson. Yeah, we wanted Dwayne the Rock Johnson in a monkey suit. Yes, beating the shit out of people. It'd be great. Um, I mean, there was that joke video of him uh, playing a uh, re reimagining of uh, Bambi, mm-hmm. where he's going after, I guess, the hunter that killed his mom or whatever. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Bambi video, came back from like, the woods. Chew it on a cigar. They had a gym. Oh my yeah, God. he uh, he had a funny bit on the Game Awards too. If you guys remember, mm-hmm. where he, was, uh, he was he uh, was he was uh, hyping up uh, his uh, role as Black Adam, but he was mm. like he was like showing off his like his gym at his house. It was like a full like twenty four hour gym looking place. Like, Ooh, <laughs> okay, so he's it get, was a he's pretty getting funny ripped. video. It's it's a pretty funny uh, advertising. Oh, I hate lagging. Game Awards. Um, I was going to say there was some, oh oh so that reminds me. Um, so I don't I'm not going to dwell too much on Monster Hunter because we talked about it for two weeks or whatever. But I will say that I even though I did play a lot, I am down to exactly two monsters left to crown. That's it, and it is nice. a single crown for both. Uh, I I have two crowns left. Period and. The game is 100%ed. I have done 
everything. Uh, <laughs> as assuming that I That's kill incredible. my a thousandth master rank monster in the process, which I am probably also close to. Um, oh yeah, have you killed the final boss of Sunbreak with just shurikens? I don't think that's possible. I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> yeah, because there's a whole section where you have to use like the cannons, and I don't think the shurikens reach that far. I mean, you could um, use the cannons, but the, okay, the main, not, I've not the main done bulk has to be with the shurikens. <laughs> physically possible in the game. No, I have done everything <laughs> achievement-wise that the game tracks almost. Have um, you come up with a really funny sexual name for Geismagorm yet? Yeah, Gygasm. <laughs> okay, yeah. You have 100% <laughs> That's a simple this game. One. That's what I called him I was the gonna first call him... time. Yeah, I was almost tempted call... to call him Geismagasm. Oh, no, just Gygasm. Or Gasm Geyser. That's, that's all you gotta do. <gasps> Gasm Geyser! Yay! Oh, that's an even better name! Oh my god, it, it's, oh god, it just reeks of, like, cum fountain. Oh, wait, oh, no, no, yep, no, scrap that, <laughs> scrub that from your minds, erase that, oh, no, we don't want people thinking about it, oh, no, the, oh, the fanfic artists, oh, no, once they get their hands on that, oh, no, it's bad enough just, that there is so much gave... for the show ever being sponsored. Oh, no, you, uh, Monster Hunter, gave... Rule 34, oh, it's gonna keep going. Yeah, I was gonna say, <sighs> you just give AMH34U a big, a big inspiration there. Oh, no, what have I done? So, <laughs> gosh. I'm so afraid of that subreddit. I never want to go there again. That was so... I, To preface, I learned when I went there because they asked us for... When I was a mod of r slash Monster Hunter, they asked us for a cross-promotion, and I legit didn't think about their name when they said MH34U. So I, was, I wasn't thinking about... Oh, yeah, because the oh. things out at the time were Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate and 4 Ultimate, so why not 3-4-U, right? Didn't think Rule 34 because, like, why would I think uh, like that? So I go to their subreddit and I see what they are and I'm like, nope, I'm not even answering this request for pro cross promotion. Nothing. Nada. Not, not even acknowledging it. So that's why I know where that place is. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, Metal man. Gear Solid 4 got funding from Playboy. So, I mean, like, uh, you know, I, I guess it can work out if you've got the right I connections. And if they make money, what was yeah. it? Um, oh, what was it? I think there was a movie. It was called uh, The Director or something like that, where um, oh, I can't remember the name of the um, of the uh, comedian who was playing I'm as like a um, as a reformed going. alcoholic. And it was so funny because he was making a movie uh, about like the the uh, the traumatic experiences of alcoholism or whatever. And he's got like one guy in like boxer briefs just standing there naked with like a bottle of beer. And he's like, why am I like half naked? And the guy's like, because sex sells action. And it was so funny. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. Uh, I gotta try and remember the name of that gotcha. movie. It was so fun. Well, so, I gotta try and remember the name of the actor. Yeah. Anyway, I haven't been watching a lot of things because I've been listening while playing Monster Hunter, and it's why I finished the latest Hard Luck Hank and started Dungeon Crawler Carl. Mm -hmm. uh, there's something about me and, and simple names in the title that just I find to be hilarious books. Hank Carl, just. <laughs> 
These mm-hmm. this is really basic names. I really like it. Um, so is there anything else you guys want to touch on tonight before we go? Um, we were all over the place. Well, it is the wild card episode, so makes mm-hmm. sense. It's true. It's yeah. our it's our second one of the month, and we didn't think we were going to have it because we thought I was going to be in Tennessee, but <laughs> that ended up not being the case. So uh, next week uh, we are going to do the quiz show uh, once again, and we're going to have the full three again. So we won't we won't have the bonus game of can you beat yourselves on the PV PVE uh, mo- portion. So. Um, so the years that we're going to do this time, which I will make special notes of here, I think we're going to do, uh, 1987. We're going to do 1994. Okay. Uh, and I am looking at the list to see if I'm not doubling up. Let's do 2003. Uh, okay. 1994-2010. And then we will do 2015. These will be good years yeah, to five. pick from. Yep. So I've got those marked off. I'll find the time between looking for the lawyers this week. <laughs> and and uh, doing that. Although I've got a lot of help. So, looking for a lawyer shouldn't be too bad. Mm-hmm. So, just because it's all good, I, should, man. I wish, man, if I could have <laughs> someone like that on my side, that'd be great. Have this all over and done with. Ugh. Yeah, they've only got, uh, I think, like four or five more episodes in the last season. It sounds. I feel like I need to watch Breaking Bad before I watch that, and I really want to watch that. But I'm well, very afraid to watch Breaking Bad because that might be a little too drama y for me. It's a too hardcore. A prequel. Yeah, just yeah, watch Better Call you, Saul. Yeah. Even a prequel, even a prequel ends up being a sequel in some ways because you don't, you can't appreciate mm-hmm. some of the stuff until you know what's going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like things will just fly over your head because you're like, oh, that's what happened. You know, that's that's that thing it's referencing. And you're like, no yeah, idea. The, uh, you're watching it for the first time. Because they did the uh, mid-season break. The uh, mid-season premiere was uh, fantastic. Yeah. That's and what then, uh, uh, that's what Primal ended up doing. That's why you see when you get Primal, it's, it's part one and part two because they did a mid-season mm-hmm. break. Yeah. And then... Uh, Last week's episode was interesting and gave us gave me a little bit of a breather, a little bit of a calm down from the hype of coming back. Sure. I like to think of prequels as being like part of the series where you already know what the end is going to be. 
because mm-hmm. you've already seen like what happens after the fact, but this is like the beforehand afterwards. It's kind of like, you know, like it's like if like some old man was regaling a story where their life was in danger and then the kids are like, oh, did you die? And it's like, what did you of think? Of course I did. I'm like, sitting right here. <laughs> I'm right here to tell you the story, kid. <laughs> of course I died. No, everything went okay. And then the kids are like, Oh, what a relief! And I'm like, in the, I feel like that in the film, like in the movie, like in the uh, in the theater when I'm watching a movie like that, where it's like, guys, this is a prequel. We already know how it's going to play out. Like, why are you yeah, surprised? Yeah, I think it's a, a big reason. <laughs> it's a big reason why prequels tend to have a uphill battle. Because mm-hmm. you already know so much. Like, kind of already know the ending. So, mm-hmm. anyways. Well, uh, we'll call it there tonight, folks. Uh, get ready for a quiz show next week, and hopefully that goes swimmingly. Um, we'll see if Sasha's new tactic of not studying works out. <laughs> yep. Or maybe she'll surprise us and study. No, I'm not going to study. I already know I'm not. I have a really busy week of work, so. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. There. <laughs> I can't drink it anymore. I tried drinking a lemonade like because I've been you know water only for the past couple months, and I tried drinking a lemonade at like a uh, uh, Applebee's a couple weeks ago. I couldn't finish it. Like mm-hmm. I was just too much sugar. Yeah. Like I, I I don't I don't understand. It's like something turned off on my brain with like yeah. sugar and and drinks. This is like nope, can't do it. It's it's gross. It's because your it's because your body yeah, no longer um, is relying on fructose. That's a good thing because fructose is the most unhealthy sugar for your body. Sucrose, you can have as much of that as you want because it's a it's a natural sugar that your body is able to process naturally, very quickly and efficiently. It's good. Fructose, it's it produces fat, you know, and it's very hard on your liver. It's not very good for you. So stay away from fructose. Natural sugars, great for you. Honey is probably the best sweetener for you. I put it in my coffee all the time. And me, I am skinny. Me, tiny little man. Yep. Honey, definitely going to promote it. Okay. I'll ask my friend Zweefer. He's a bee <laughs> farmer. <laughs> Random ad for honey. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. This podcast we'll was proudly guys. sponsored uh, by Bees! Honey. Bees! Woo! Oh, wait. No, anyways. Um, if you guys want to keep up with the show, at uh, Hunter Sub Pod on Twitter, um, you'll see it, probably me posting a lot of Monster Hunter stuff. I've been doing clips and stuff like that lately. Uh, and then also Crowns. Uh, but I've only got two of those left coming, and I'm hoping to finish that tonight if I can, because. Or at least I want to hit. I want to get it done before we get the new content and give me some breathing room to play some other games. I'm already so, at MR four, so I'm right up there with you. I'm going to be getting to MR five really, really soon. It's awesome. Ace is almost to that hundred, I think. Right? Yeah. yeah. You'll uh, you'll probably get a big the, big boost if you've the, been playing around a lot. What the, the asshole in me would more was. You're talking about getting to five. I'm like, that's nothing. Just wait till you gotta climb up to a hundred. 
and beyond. Mm, I mean, then I could just one up you, being like two twenty two, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been crown hunting, so you know how that results. So, um, if you want to catch uh, catch up with Ace, uh, it's at Ace Badger Gaming on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. Also doing a lot of Monster Hunter stuff lately, as well as some political stuff. I saw. Uh, I haven't mm-hmm. been. I haven't been on Twitter too much though. And then um, follow the Discord for uh, Morg and Sasha, uh, which is you can get to through either Ace or I, or or just search it up. We had someone just search us out and join us this week. Uh, it was kind of good. So, uh, thanks everyone for watching and listening, and we'll we'll catch you next week with that uh, quiz show. I think it's number nine. I think quiz number nine. Mm. So, been doing this for nine months now. I can't wait I'm, to lose. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, Sasha currently has the belt, right? So, so we'll see if she keeps it. Ace can grab it back for another minute of glory. I hope you do better this time, Ace. I really do. Because we'll see. <laughs> the three out the gate, I was so hopeful, and then you got nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That was, that was a great performance. <laughs> so he's a we'll sprinter, you, guys next you, week. you mentioned how you were in track and field. I essentially like nailed the first one, and then I just like ran straight into all the other hurdles. Yep. Perfect form. Ow, and then ow, 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 and then ow. Disqualified on all the other ones. Yep. Alrighty. Later, folks. Take care. Peace. Peace. <laughs>